Welcome to the Future of Risk podcast from Zurich, North America. I'm Renee Koa. We're taking a lighter touch this week, spotlighting insurance in the movies, as well as other popular media. Joining us is Joel Wickland, an editor and writer in our external communications team. Joel was a film major in college and has worked periodically as a film critic in the past, most recently for Chicagoist before its closing in 2017. Joel, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Renee. Glad to be here. Maybe since we're going to be referring to older movies, we should change the title to Past of Risk this time. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) Now, um, I wanted to offer a little background on why we are doing this in the first place. When we started doing these podcasts, we occasionally asked our Zurich guests what their favorite insurance movie was. And that's what inspired this conversation. Plus, Joel, we wanted to tap into your expertise on the topic. Well, I wouldn't say expertise, but I'll certainly uh, share a few opinions. Great. So um, can you just open the conversation with the role of insurance in movies? Yeah, we should probably let people know. I mean, you could probably come up with 3,000 movies in which insurance plays some sort of part, and we're not going to do that. (laughs) We're we're, uh, not going to touch on every movie with insurance, just a few that kind of, uh, you know, sprang to mind that are really interesting to talk about. And Renee, I think uh, you probably agree, you know, when when I first uh, started at Zurich, you know, I had the notion of insurance is this very mundane kind of business i think as we've you know been with the company learning how it addresses you know everything from climate change to you know supply chain which has of course been very big in the news since covid you know we realize how much it touches on very dramatic real life things but in the movies it's usually kind of put in a almost a detective perspective so I guess our colleagues in Zurich Claims Investigative Services might be uh, well served with a, a movie role or two. Um, that's usually how they get around the the kind of you know just selling policy aspect of it. And and also I think you know usually in in movies they're they're dealing with personal lines of insurance as opposed to you know enterprise uh, commercial insurance like Zurich handles for larger businesses. Right, business to business for Zurich and. I wanted to start with possibly, in my opinion, the most wonderful movie about insurance, Double Indemnity, the 1944 film noir directed by Billy Wilder and starring Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray. Yeah, it's a it's a one of the great films of the golden age of the studio system in Hollywood. Um, also one of the great examples of film noir. Uh, I don't know, Renee, you and I are such movie buffs. Should I give a brief description of what film yes, noir yes. is? <laughs> that would be helpful, yes. So, yeah, uh, the noir, uh, I'm coming from France, so there was a group of film critics in the 50s who started seeing Hollywood movies of the mid to late 40s and early 50s. They saw them later because of World War II. There was a delay in the release of some of them. And a lot of these French critics started noticing a, more of a cynicism more of a darker tone than uh, Hollywood movies of the past. Um, Some of that was just their own readings of it, but they started to call these movies uh, film noir, you know, dark film. And some people kind of think it's a style and there there are stylistic elements to film noir, you know, a lot of shadows, a lot of single light sources, urban landscapes. 
but you can also find those same stylistic elements and general mysteries or even horror films. So really what film noir is, it's a genre. And it often deals with a hard-bitten, cynical protagonist who schemes his way into his own downfall, often prodded by the allure of a femme fatale. And uh, that's kind of where double indemnity comes in. Right. Fred McMurray is the cynic and um, the dark character, the dark protagonist. And Barbara Stanwyck is uh, the woman who steers him wrong. Can you just talk about the insurance element of it? Sure. So, yeah, Fred McMurray plays this insurance salesman who is uh, making a house call to get renewals on an automobile insurance customer. Uh, the customer is not home, but his sultry wife, played by Barbara Stanwyck, is. And uh, the salesman doesn't seem to have a high moral compass, so he's hitting on her right away, <laughs> which uh, works well for her plan, which is to have her husband, whom she despises, sign a life insurance policy and have him knocked off so she so she can cash in on it. And I think that's a recurring, especially in film noir, that's a recurring motif where somebody is trying to kill somebody and get away with it and usually cash in on it. Um, Fred's salesman resists initially because he also knows that the chief claims investigator at the company he works for, played by the great Edward G. Robinson, is very, very good at his job. But eventually he gives in and, of course, everything goes wrong. <laughs> right. And how insurance focused can you get? The title of the movie is an insurance term, double indemnity, which um, for those who aren't familiar with it means the life insurance policy that Barbara secretly takes out on her husband pays double if he meets his end in an accidental death. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of another movie that actually has like, you know, a policy a qualification in the title. But um, that should not put anyone off thinking that they're going to be seeing a lot of uh, paperwork processing. It is a great, dark, playful film with a lot of terrific dialogue. Um, Billy Wilder, who was a writer who became a director because he didn't like what other directors were, the changes they were making to his dialogue. And he made a lot of classics, as you know, Renee, The Lost Weekend and Sunset Boulevard, Ace on the Hole, and two other movies with uh, insurance tie-ins, uh, The Apartment and The Fortune Cookie, which I think you're going to mention a little later on. Yes, I will. But specific to Double Indemnity, uh, the dialogue is also uh, aided because uh, one of the, the great writers of uh, kind of Pulp Fiction mysteries, Raymond Chandler, also worked on it. And he wrote uh, The Big Sleep and... Farewell, My Lovely, The Long Goodbye. He also worked on the screenplay for Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. So you put those two writers together and you, you have some wonderful, wonderful dialogue. Well, one thing you mentioned about Billy Wilder is that he certainly appreciated the dramatic potential of insurance. Um, his comedy, The Fortune Cookie, from 1966, starred Walter Matthau as a crooked lawyer named Whiplash Willie, who <laughs> talks his brother-in-law, Jack Lemon, into faking a serious injury to get the insurance money. And in the apartment, Jack Lemon and Fred McBurry play insurance executives. Lemon's the good guy, and McMurray is the sleazy one, and the good guy wins. Yeah, and uh, the the ethical side of insurance is also in Dublin in, in Edward G. Robbins' character, who is definitely the, 
you know, the guy who stands for the ethics, diligence, and the standards of the insurance business. I don't know if it's true all the way through all the movies we mentioned, but very often it feels like just the thematic uh, metaphor of insurance, it's kind of the sheriff in a Western. You're going to get your comeuppance if you try and do it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. It's my take on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that segues into another film noir I wanted to mention. Um, and it's funny because, as I was saying, you know, often we think of the kind of mundane elements of insurance, so much so that this movie, which is The Killers from 1946, in my memory, um, the character that Edmund O'Brien plays was a detective who was trying to get to the bottom of this killing of this uh, kind of low-level criminal played by Burt Lancaster. But in fact, Edmund O'Brien is an insurance investigator, and he's trying to find the beneficiary of a life insurance policy, and that's what leads him into this mystery. This is another really stylish film noir uh, based on an Ernest Hemingway story. And uh, from a director, Robert C. Odmack, who isn't a household name for most people, but made some other terrific movies in that genre, including The Spiral Staircase and Crisscross. Um, and yeah, The Killers is terrific. Uh, there was a remake done in 1964 with Lee Marvin, John Cassavetes, Angie Dickinson, and Ronald Reagan in his final film role. So that's a bit of trivia for people. Indeed. Um, now... I want to move to something a little more recent, and it's another comedy, Cedar Rapids from 2011, and starring Ed Helms. Do you want to take over the synopsis here, Joel? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we should put up a, a big disclaimer here. <laughs> this is, <laughs> yes, please. This is, this is a, definitely a, not only a more recent movie, but a very, very raunchy comedy. Definitely not for all tastes. But if you don't mind an abundance of some seriously R-rated material, it's often pretty funny. And, um, and, and much in the way of some of the kind of Judd Apatow directed or produced comedies like Knocked Up or Bridesmaids. Um, it is raunchy, but it's ultimately rather sweet. And in uh, Cedar Rapids, Ed Helms plays a small town, uh, overly innocent insurance agent who is sent to a convention in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where he's expected to help his agency win this industry award. But his uh, clean cut world gets kind of turned upside down when he meets up with another agent, a jocular, profane, offensive, but well-meaning John C. Riley. And what I did like, too, about this movie is that um, Ed Helms really is a true believer in the power of insurance, and he never lets that go. Yeah, absolutely. There's a nice scene where he is um, sitting on the bench with one of his colleagues at the convention talking about how an insurance agent uh, fought like a tiger um, when he was a kid for his uh, family's benefits after his father's accidental death, and also how insurance agents helped people get their lives back on track after a major flood. So in the midst of this, again, <laughs> please not for all yes. tastes kind of comedy, uh, there are these kind of nice nods to the the merits of the insurance agency. And, and in spite of all the sex and drugs humor in the movie, um, the plot ultimately hangs on Ed Helms' character doing the right thing for the integrity of his business. Very well put. You know, Joel, I started this podcast saying it was inspired by recommendations from our colleagues, so I should probably mention a couple of them. Um, Kate Eisenstein, who 
is captive and reinsurance manager at Zurich, voted for Along Came Polly, which stars Ben Stiller. Ben plays a risk-averse actuary, and Jennifer Aniston is his devil-may-care opposite. And kind of in a nutshell, Ruben analyzes risk for a living, but learns it's not always the best way to live your life. And his statistical life as an actuary does run through the whole movie. And it's, it's if you can avoid some of the scatological bathroom scenes, it is a very <laughs> sweet and funny movie. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add for this one. You know, that's one I have not seen. Um, so it's I need to put it on my 2C list, I guess. Yeah, great performances by the two leads. Um, Deborah Messing is in it. Um, wait, Philip, I always get his middle name wrong. Philip Seymour. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. He is fantastic as a former child star. So the acting is great. And then Jonathan Chirac, who is Emerging Solutions Director at Zurich, he named the Billion Dollar Bubble, starring James Woods. And Woods also plays an actuary, but he's a corrupt one. And it's based on a true story about a $2 billion insurance embezzlement scheme. But it's hard to find, so I have not seen it. Yeah, I did find a version on YouTube, but it was very poor quality, so I, I really didn't uh, stick with it. I'm hoping because it is it does sound like it's a kind of important movie in terms of uh, dealing with insurance. I, I hope that it becomes available in kind of a more watchable edition. Um, I know that it's, uh, it's notable for being shown to prospective U.S. casualty act actuaries as part of the Casualty Actuarial Society's course on professionalism. So it must touch on a lot of, uh, you know, very important ethical elements. As you said, it's based on this um, Equity Funding Corporation of America insurance embezzlement scandal. So uh, definitely a notable film in dealing with the industry. Right. And that's uh, what Jonathan did mention during our conversation, too. Um, I want to do a quick aside because while I was doing some research, uh, Wikipedia has a web page titled List of Fictional Actuaries, and I highly <laughs> recommend it. It, se it separates movie actuaries from literary actuaries and so on. But my favorite movie actuary was Donald O'Connor in a 1948 movie I've never seen called Are You With It? He plays an actuary who's forced to join a carnival after he misplaces a decimal point. <laughs> I'm, wow. Th that is the best plot description I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it does mean it's time to get a little more sophisticated, I think. So, Joel, here's a movie we both love, The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, a movie that came out the year I was born, 1968. Um, and in it, uh, Steve McQueen, the king of cool, plays a millionaire playboy turned bank robber who gets romantically involved with the insurance investigator on his trail. So once again, we've got an insurance investigator here, uh, this time played by Faye Dunaway and was really only her second big role after making I didn't know big, that. Yeah, after making a big splash in uh, Bonnie and Clyde the year before. So uh, late 60s was a Good period for Faye Dunaway's career. Um, it is a really entertaining film. It is a little dated in its kind of late 60s visual style, but still a lot of fun to watch. Um, 
I did see also the uh, 1999 remake with Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo, but not since it was in theater, so it's not really strong in my memory. But I, I guess in that version, Brosnan is an art thief, not a bank robber. Uh, but Faye Dunaway also has a supporting role in the remake as a psychiatrist. And um, it does show that good looks and insurance seem to go hand in hand when Hollywood gets its myths on the subject. So um, I'm going to go into another good looks and insurance movie to catch a thief. Yeah, right. Uh, you made a brief reference to Alfred Hitchcock before, and this was a movie he did in 1955, a romantic thriller that I think you're right. I think it fits in with the kind of mood of the Thomas Crown Affair and that it's the sleek, sexy film with a charismatic thief, uh, jewel thief in this case. Um, it's set on the French Riviera, but only a small portion of the movie was actually shot on location. Most of it was on the Paramount backlot, which... Hitchcock always preferred working on sets over real locations because they're easier to control. Mm -hmm. But um, the insurance agent in the film is not one of the leads, but he is pivotal to the plot. I won't say much more than that. Don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it. And we're actually bringing the genre of insurance movies to the present because uh, Gal Gadot, who is... Uh, best known recently as Wonder Woman. She just announced she is starring in a remake of To Catch a Thief. I don't know who's playing uh, the male lead or the insurance agent, who I assume will still be part of the movie. Um, but that is something to look forward to next year, probably. Well, so, and in, uh, keeping oh, yeah. with that, there's also a remake on the uh, on the burner, I guess, for the Thomas Crown Affair, a third version. You're kidding. That no, with uh, Michael B. Jordan, who people will probably know from Creed and Black Panther, and right. he's he's going to be the lead in that one. Excellent. So, Joel, were there any other movies you wanted to mention before we get into the non-movie insurance topic? Well, you know, as we said at the top, we could probably go on forever on this. There are a lot of really good movies where insurance is definitely central to it. There's... Uh, Francis Ford Coppola's adaptation of uh, John Grisham's The Rainmaker. Um, a lot of movies where um, the uh, there's agents or former agents at the center, even if the plots aren't really surrounding insurance. Uh, a good 1948 film noir called Pitfall, um, jumping way up to the 2000s. Christopher Nolan's breakthrough movie Memento. People don't really remember this, but Guy Pierce was a former uh, insurance agent in that. Um, one of my favorite comedies of the early 2000s about Schmidt with uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, right. He was a retired uh, insurance agent in that. And if people want to really go out for something different, though, this also falls under the not for all tastes uh, category, not for anything of bad taste, but just because it's a really strange movie, though it is one that I like quite a bit. Um, Steven Soderbergh early in his career made a movie called Kafka. Um, based on a Franz Kafka novel, but with Jeremy Irons as an insurance professional who happens to have the name Kafka. And it is an odd but pretty compelling movie that I would recommend. Um, you know what I haven't seen, and I know, Renee, you and I are always talking about uh, the older Hollywood movies we both like. I have never seen Lloyd's of London, a uh, 1936 movie. Me either. Tyrone Power uh, stars in the uh, uh, dramatization of the founding of the famous insurance company. 
I didn't know that. I'll put that on my list after I see the Donald O'Connor movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to see that one too. And also another one, another really good movie about a uh, an attempted insurance fraud. In this case, though, not a mystery, but more of a kind of very human, heartbreaking drama is uh, Save the Tiger, um, which brings us Jack Lemmon again as a failed businessman who's trying to to, to make a killing on an insurance fraud. I forgot about that. I have not seen that movie. I know of it. So I didn't realize insurance was part of that. So Joel, um, insurance is not confined to movies and in true insurance investigative fashion, you have done some research on some other examples where insurance steals the spotlight. Yeah, I don't know if uh, investigation is the right word, but I, I Googled a little bit. <laughs> um, but one one that, uh, you know, I've seen um, little bits and pieces of recently because it's being rerun on Cozy TV, which is a little bit like MeTV. It's a service you can find either on over-the-air digital channels and some cable and satellite providers have it where they, you know, they show older TV shows. And that is a show from the 70s called Banachek. Uh, with George Pappard, uh, and he plays a private investigator who collects from insurance companies after cracking tough theft cases. So again, we're into the sort of, you know, um, insurance in the background of a detective story kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, a show that was quite successful, I, you know, I didn't realize this was on for as many years as it was. It was on for a few years uh, more recently called Leverage, in which uh, Timothy Hutton played a former insurance investigator who organized a band of rogues exposing corporate corruption. Again, it's more about his background than being central to the series itself. But um, the, the, one, the one I want to touch on, you know, here we are. Uh, I, you know, I think probably uh, there's a lot of people, if there were people in their 20s listening right now, they're already kind of wondering about some of these older <laughs> movies that we're talking about. So now I'm really going to sound ancient. Um, but uh, my late father passed on a love to me for um, old time radio dramas and comedies. You know, before TV, uh, radio was the medium of popular entertainment of choice. And um, a show that was on for quite a long time was called Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. And this was again, once again, uh, about an insurance investigator. It was the adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Now that's a tagline right there. <laughs> I love that. And Joel, it's hard to top a fabulous freelance insurance investigator. So I think that we should end here. And I want to thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Renee. And since we've been talking about movies about insurance, we want to extend to anybody listening, if you have a favorite insurance or television show or old-time radio show about insurance that you want to share with us, send us an email at media, M-E-D-I-A, at ZurichNA.com, or share a comment on LinkedIn and tag Zurich North America. Thanks for listening. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at zurichna.com and join us next week.